0: here doctor ah castellan what are we looking at murder doctor murder of who or what the body's over here see for yourself
1: good lord a grip-am. you don't see those around here very often
0: no and i don't suppose we'll see many more after this perhaps let's see
1: male somewhere between four and six thousand years old not from this constellation died about two hours ago i'd say Any idea what
0: happened? Landlady says she heard a gargling noise around two hours ago.
1: Hmm, the gargling calling card. Sounds like an old friend is at work again. The master? No, you know what he's like. If he'd killed them, we'd be looking at a badly dressed action
0: man.
2: Hmm.
1: And he can never resist hanging around to laugh evilly in the shadows while we discover
0: the body. Guards!
3: Yes, Castellan? Stop that laughing. How about this one?
0: <laughs> Enough. Go back to your post.
3: Yes, Castellan.
0: Doctor, who is it you think has done this?
1: Well, it does bear all the hallmarks of the ambassador. <gasps> What's your next move? I need to speak to the landlady, and you need to get the body out of here. Yes, Doctor. Guard?
3: Uh, yes, sir. Draw around that body. Yes, sir. What are you doing? I'm about to draw around the body, sir. Like you said. Not with that, I hope. Well, I don't see why not. It'll speed up the process. I thought I could use him as a stencil. You can't do that. Use chalk like everyone else. You're kidding. I only have one stick of chalk. Have you seen how many bloody legs that thing's got?
1: There you are. Now you have two. You better make a start. Now, Castellan, where's this landlady?
0: Oh, yes. This way, Doctor. God,
1: stuff this
2: Hello
3: and welcome to episode three of series three of the Oodcast. Tonight with me in Sarah Jane's loft um are um, the lovely Laura...
4: Hello, everybody.
3: The equally lovely Andy. Oh, that's too kind. And the marvellous Chris. Hello, world. Chris Sigma. I'm Chris Alpha. Welcome to the show.
0: Yes, and tonight is a very special episode. It's like on, if anyone remembers, Blossom. It's like that. Tonight, on a very special Blossom, a dog dies or something. So tonight on a very special Oodcast, we have a special
4: guest. Hooray. Hooray. Hooray.
0: Ooh, can you guess who it is? No. Stephen Moffat.
4: Wait, hang on. This isn't a very good game because we already know who he is.
0: Okay. Um so
4: to give you some hints who this person
0: might be. He has been working in the Doctor Who world for quite some time. He's a writer and a designer and an editor. That's right. Who's a 33-year-old hick who shows his time machine to all the chicks? Nice. Yeah, damn right. Okay.
3: Who is the man that was the longest-serving editor of
2: Doctor Who magazine? Nice. Can you dig it? Who's the cat who loves Doctor Who enough to make him bang bang a boo? Right on.
3: They say this cat dresses as a murker. But I'm talking about Clay.
2: Then we can
3: it. He's a romantic man.
2: He's gonna take it through a love invasion.
4: Clay. Hello everyone and welcome to our special guest this evening, Clayton Hickman. Hey, hey. Hello everybody. It's great to have you uh, not here with us. Um, apparently you're <laughs> it's somewhere... great to not be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> you're somewhere floating in the ether in London.
5: Well, I'm, I'm somewhere sitting in my bedroom in London, but hello, welcome to my bedroom, everyone.
4: Oh, how, how very pleasurable it is to be not there with you. Um, so we've each got very excited in our own inimitable ways and we've prepared a series of questions for you. Lovely. Uh, largely to do with yourself and your career and in my case, absolutely nothing to do with either. So um, I, think, I think probably we'll have... Um, Andrew's sort of bouncing up and down a little bit, so he's obviously very keen to ask you the first question. Are you prepared?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm,
5: yes, I'm ready. Kind of, yes.
1: Okay. Hi, Clayton. Hello, Andrew. Um, Just wondering, what's it like to get up in the morning and think, oh yeah, I'm working on Doctor Who today.
5: Well, you, you've made a... a misunderstood from the very beginning well, there, I mean, because being a freelance he's... why would I get up in the morning ah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's nice well, I, I mean I suppose I do work on Doctor Who don't I really it's, it's not not efficient I mean Sarah Jane Adventures is kind of spin-offy and obviously the Doctor Who book is a book but it's almost as exciting as working on real Doctor Who and I, you know, my, my flatmate's Gareth Roberts and he does work on real Doctor Who so I sort of try and copy my reaction from his reaction <laughs>
0: <laughs> if that makes any sense I think you're. I think you're doing yourself down a bit. I mean, your job, the stuff that you've done, and the contribution you made to Doctor Who, and and that oh, to wider universe is amazing. And you know, That's very that, kind. Thank you. Well, oh. no, no, it's very true. And uh, yeah, I guess. It, I just wondered how you cope with the fact that you have several thousand geeks dreaming <laughs> job because you do. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's strange because it's
5: been such a long time now. Because I started on Doctor Who magazine back in. Um, Oh, I guess about 2000. So, you know, it's, it's been 10 years now. So that was still I mean,
0: the wilderness, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
5: absolutely. Sort of slap bang in the middle of the wilderness years, really. Um, and, and before that, I, you know, I, I knew a lot of people um, in the Doctor Who world, especially in London, who I'd met at conventions or, or just generally. I, I used to live in Bristol and there was a sort of local Bristol Doctor Who group and there were some people in Bath. And, and through them, I got to meet more and more people, um, mainly in London. And most of the London fans seemed to work somewhere in the wilderness years version of doctor who so either you know on doctor who magazine or at virgin books or maybe you know bbc audio or big finish as came along later on so yeah so it, it is exciting but it, it's such a sort of everyday thing now i i, I do have to stop sometimes and go oh I, re- I've, I really do work in this don't i i really do have something to do with this thing i loved since i was a tiny tiny kiddie hmm. Well, so, yeah, I, so it never really goes away, but it, but you do get used to it, and you have to pull yourself up sometimes and slap yourself in the face and say, "Oh, I'm a bit lucky."
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, that really shows in because um, when we got in contact with you, you seemed like, "Are you sure you want me to come on the podcast?" And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Of course." You... I mean, it, you must it must become you must have, it must be like um, putting a frog in boiling water. You don't <laughs> notice that you've got to that level until you're already boiled alive. Or can, in Doctor
5: Who. So. But, well, the thing is, because, um, because what I've done is, is kind of, you know, even though you've been very kind to what you've already said about me, it's kind of a little bit on the periphery of things, so I never think of myself as anything very important in the grand scheme of things, so I, I think that about other people I know and work with, and, and I'm sort of impressed and, and excited by them, but I never think I'm very exciting, I've always thought I'm, I'm the fan who got lucky really. I mean, there are lots of people, lots of fans who got lucky. Um, but, you know, I, that's how I think of myself. I've never sort of, you know, swan in anywhere going, out of my way, lesser fans. <laughs> I'm best. It's not it's not really the way I look at things.
3: So speaking of the the kind of the, the things that you have done. Yeah. The Brilliant Book. How did that sort of start? I made as it on <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: How did it come about? Um, well, um, when I left, Well, when I was still at Doctor Who magazine, um, we did a Doctor Who storybook every Mm. year. Well, we started off doing a Doctor Who annual, and then they realised they'd actually promised the licence from the Doctor Who annual to someone else. So we only did one of those, and they gave us the storybook as a sort of consolation prize. Right. Um, And um, I was approached, um, well, I guess, last summer um, by BBC Books, because I designed Russell T. Davis' The Writer's Tale.
3: Yeah.
5: um, So I've been working quite closely with them. And they came to me and said, oh, we want to do um a big doctor who book for christmas which isn't an annual and isn't specifically aimed at kids or or specifically aimed at adults it's sort of something for everyone because they've got a release i think they've done about three of them now called the big book of top gear or something that comes out at christmas <laughs> and is a combination of you know something for everyone and they said this is doing really well we reckon we could do this with doctor who do you want to have a go And i said oh yeah thank you very much <laughs> I'd, I'd love it so um so the- i yeah sorry so the concept
3: I decided... was, was the concept of the kind of the way the book works was that your idea then because well, they, they just they just came book.
5: up to me and, sh- and showed me the top gear book and said well this is what top gear have done um we decided we'd like something called the brilliant book of doctor who <laughs> can you make it brilliant <laughs> And i went away <laughs> going yes yes i can without any real clear idea but knowing that you know if you've got um you know the support of bbc books and you know I, i've got a a lot of favours I can call in from people who work on Doctor Who, that I can make something really lovely. Mm. Something which, you know, which could be the sort of, not, not an annual, but the sort of annual we all would have liked the annuals to always be when we were kids.
3: Yeah, that's that's what I was sort of aiming towards. You know, yeah. Because <laughs> every, my, every other book that I've seen, I mean, I've got a five-year-old boy Oh, yeah. And he loves looking through the the dictionary of monsters and stuff and poring over the pictures and good. Th- this if is very... online pride, good. <laughs> I mean but but the brilliant book is, is sort of it's everything I would have wanted to see when I was watching Doctor Who growing up. It sort of oh, well, that
5: that's exactly what I was aiming for. Thank you very much. If you yes, that, no, what, no, what the reaction you. to it has been unbelievable. I honestly can't believe how positive the reaction has been. You know what Doctor Who fans
4: like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes, we do. We pride do yes,
0: ourselves yes. on being the um, positive side of fandom, though. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well this um, um, is
5: But but even then, you know, to to find something which you know, I've I barely seen anyone with a bad word to say about it, and, that, and that's pretty rare. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling happy, and I think, you know, BBC books are feeling happy. So, I'll, and the, the best thing about it, I mean, clang clang name drop name drop but I, I took one around to Stephen Moffat and, and mm. basically it didn't leave his side all night
0: I um I actually met Stephen Moffat for about 20 seconds um because I was up at the Edinburgh f- uh, festival yeah. I, I, he... I listened to
5: that episode so I, I heard oh yeah speech. you heard yeah, yeah. I, I, on I a I zebra crossing <laughs> accosting him <laughs> I
0: did yeah but um I, so that was just yeah that blew my mind but I guess from the way you're talking you still think of yourself as a fan so it still must be quite exciting <laughs> to go but, and like chat, even though he's your mate or something. Well, it, it is, be. yeah,
5: but this is, this is the wonderful thing. By by being at Doctor Who magazine in the wilderness years, I got to know a lot of people before they were involved in Doctor Who, and that, and that includes Russell T Davis, um, Gareth Roberts, Mark Gatiss, Stephen Moffat. You know, we, we were all, well, I mean, le- less so with um Russell because he lived in Manchester, but a lot of us just lived in London. We'd, we'd go out and drink and talk about Doctor Who, so we were all the fans together. And then, you know, obviously some of them got on to to run the show, which is great. But um, so, so there is a little bit of a strange feeling sometimes when you're sitting there having a drink and going, "Oh yeah, you're my mate," but yeah, yeah, you're in charge of of the thing I love most in the world. <laughs> but I think you know, to be exactly honest, because... I think Stephen and Russell felt that themselves all the time as well. So,
4: yeah. um, you, you're very much a person, I think, who's uh, bridging the rift in terms of uh, new who <laughs> and old who. Sorry, that's a shout out there to another, <laughs> another podcast. But listen, you're being far too nice.
2: Oh, well, you're I'm being
4: sorry. Far be too horrible nice. then. <laughs> no, no, no. I want, I want to hear some, sort of some critical stuff now. So oh. which is better, new who or old who? And then please justify yourself.
5: Oh, God, that's a horrible question. Yeah, I know.
4: Um, I'm a bit mean.
5: Yeah, that's, I mean, c- c- is it a
3: question you could answer?
4: Well, for me, there is no question. It's got to be New Who. But, the scripts, uh, the acting, I just love it. Sh- I think it's fantastic. Should we qualify
3: it by saying you've seen all of New Who, but not much <laughs> of I- have I've,
4: seen enough, I've <laughs> seen enough of the classic stuff to know that quite a lot of the time it'll send me to sleep.
0: She's just wa- She wanders in while I'm watching like Castro <laughs> or something and makes some derogatory comments and then wanders
5: out Yeah, out that again. seems fair. Right. Okay, well, I mean, my answer to it is that the more, the more New Who goes on, the more I think it's all the same thing. I I, I, I mean, the the more things that get mentioned or brought back or, or, you know, uh, just sort of brought into one big glorious hole That sounds a bit rude. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, for me, you know, Old old Who is what got me into everything. Old Who is what got me the job. You know, there there was no new Who on the horizon when I joined Doctor Who magazine. So, you know, it's something I've loved forever and ever and ever. And it's sort of a – it's a difficult one because you've got my absolute love and adoration and, you know – how impressed I am by what they managed to do with old who, but that's got to be, you know, put up against the major excitement of, of there being new doctor who, which, you know, for most of my life, there wasn't. And, and that, that never goes away. You know, hit seeing the trailer, seeing suddenly doctor who's at number one in the ratings or doctor who's popular again. It's, it's in the papers. It's, it's on tele, it's on radio. That, that is the thing that, that might give new who the edge just because it's something I never experienced with old doctor who. When I, when I grew up with it, hardly anyone I, that I knew watched it. You know, there was hardly anyone at school who'd, who'd give it the time of day. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: So, so feeling that, you know, that thing that I loved and thought, oh, it's only a few of us who like it, seeing that suddenly put right in the centre of things and being basically adored by all is, you know, oh God, there's, there's no feeling like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess it was even more sort of, exaggerated for you, because being the editor of Doctor (laughs) Who, I (laughs) I imagine you'd got to a point uh, just before 2005 where you're like, we've done every retrospective we can. Uh. (laughs) We've done every monster. I mean, I know there were highlights, I think. Oh, never has a true word been spoken. (laughs) That barrel had been scraped down to its last atom. But I mean, like, the eighth Doctor strips, I think, were some of the best in the history of the publication at that point. I won't won't argue with you there. Amazing. But just so... We all know the feeling that when you know when we heard that it was coming back as fans, yeah. like, but for you it must be like, look at this sandbox that I now get to play uh, yeah. in. Well, it, yeah, it was that. I mean, I mean, it was that was another
5: strange thing because I, I was torn between professionally it being the most wonderful thing in the world, and you know, as a fan, the most wonderful thing. But then also thinking, oh, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be good? Am I going to like it? Because <laughs> you, know, you do, you, you never know. I mean, the fact it was Russell. Was, was a huge bonus and the fact you know we'd all lived through the tv movie and e- even then i think we dodged a bullet because if you hear about the other stories that could have been made into the tv <laughs> movie, you just want to kill someone or, or, or lots and <laughs> yeah. lots of people um and then i think we you know we dodged that bullet again but yeah but there was you know there was a little bit of fear just like oh my god what will what, what it be like what if it fails again what if nobody watches it how can i live with
0: that happening twice in my lifetime yeah, that would have been really bad if you ended up being the editor of a TV program that you secretly couldn't stand.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's very true. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, but like what what you said earlier was very true. We were, we were kind of desperate for something new. And to be honest, I, I could have plastered on a fixed smile and um, and pretended to love it just for the sake of not having to do another feature about wigs in Doctor Who. <laughs>
1: Can you tell us any tantalising hints, any snippets of info, anything at all about the next series of either Doctor Who or Sarah Jane Adventures?
4: Or would you be taken out round the back of the garden and shot if you did? Oh, oh,
5: I would, I would be absolutely killed. Oh no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, this, this is this is the sort of drawback of, of Doctor mm. Who being so big is that it's suddenly it, it's tabloid fodder. You know, mm. um, post Gallifrey Doctor Who magazine—they're all being filleted for news stories now. Um, so anything anybody says is is deeply dangerous mm. um I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing there was something in the episode of the Udcast i listened to just to sort of get an idea where you you were talking about your secret sources mm. i think you need to take your secret sources out and give them a bit of a slap because they're not very good
1: oh,
0: oh no, really? no 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 <laughs> oh i made the bet with everyone at gallifrey i was about to really bring bad. that up
5: and yes, you're wondering
3: you why you're the only ones that are booked to go to gallifrey
5: <laughs> i'm i'm going to gallifrey you promised to buy a sort of drink Ooh if it was wrong. That's so i right. um, I'll be looking forward to that gin and tonic. Thank you. Excellent. Oh
4: no, that's my fault. Does I'll that does money. that mean
3: you're the only person that can prove that he's wrong? Um uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone uh, will
0: actually, know by that point. <laughs> yeah, mm.
5: but it's, no, no, I suppose we'll all have seen the Christmas special by then. So mm. no, other, other people will be able to claim their drink. Oh, wow. Is it true
4: that Karen, Karen Gillan can't swim? I have no
5: idea. I've never asked her. Sorry
0: <laughs> to <what I'd> say. <laughs> I've got to say, you were, just quickly before we move on from this, you were saying, Oh, we can't, you know, we have to keep it and there's all this tabloid fodder. But in the brilliant book, you do sort of throw petrol on the flames by doing that dream uh, lord section, which is like <laughs> oh, yeah. one or two of these are true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Well that was that that was one of the main things I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure there was some there were some teases in there. Um but also um when myself and Gareth Roberts sat down to write the false ones. I mean, we were both laughing because I think there was, um, Gareth had done production notes once in Doctor Who magazine and, and had, had written about, you know, that, the- the madness that the tabloids will print and it had said something at the end which was obviously a joke which was like solicitor gray from the highlanders will be coming back (laughs) and and one newspaper or one online thing had picked up on that so we were just sitting there laughing just thinking what let's make up as many ridiculous things and see if any of them do get picked up and i'm sure i'm sure by the time you know the next series comes on some of those things will be in the daily mirror or the daily star as facts and and I, i will be laughing very, very
3: hard. Some of those are not nearly as ridiculous as some of the things I've read on forums.
5: Well, that actually that's true. It is difficult <laughs> to come up to the level of madness that you can find on Gallifrey even... Base or somewhere. It's it's pretty pretty tricky. And
3: speaking of the the, we'll move slightly on the the future of of the new series. With this yes. series, we're going to get an episode from Neil Gaiman. Yes, which I think. Um, I'm personally sort of parts of me want to explode with joy. Yeah, same. Here. <laughs> the idea of that. If we could um, get
0: Joss Whedon as well, that would be it for me. The, that well, was kind nuts, of my yeah. next.
3: Who, who, or what would you like to see happen to the series? Sure. And the further it goes on, what would your sort of your dream writer be, or your dream storyline be for the next?
5: Well, I mean, I, I was excited by, by the thought of Neil Gaiman as well. I'm, I'm, I like his stuff very much. Mm. Um, I think, I think one of the saddest. Um, things about the timing of of New Doctor Who is that I I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that if he was still around, one of the first people that Russell would have phoned up was Douglas Adams. Mm.
1: Yeah.
5: And and equally, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that he would have come back and done a story, maybe a story a year. Mm. And I I think that's a terrible tragedy that we've been denied that. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, having Richard Curtis has done one and Neil Gaiman's done one. (sighs) Blimey, yeah. I'm trying to think of other... Hmm?
4: Aaron Sorkin. <laughs>
5: well, yes, yes, and Aww. actually, um, somebody said Joss Whedon's, and that would be nice.
4: I don't know. I mean, I think
5: lots of the best writers are actually working on Doctor Who, really. So I'm, it's difficult for me to think of other people I'd really like to have a go. So yes, so that's my answer. Don't know. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: Um, I I thought of a question before before I heard you and found out that you were actually quite sensible and stuff. So I'm feeling a bit embarrassed now <laughs> to ask this, but um, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, and my answer before, before I ask it is probably Thal. Um, so say for example, the entire human race was in jeopardy, right? Yeah. And you had to get a bit frisky with a Doctor I... Who monster to save it. Which one would you pick? <laughs> what? Just any Doctor Who monster who you would get frisky with to save humanity. I apro- I apologize for her, I've, but it's the I... an answer.
5: Oh my God. Right. Okay.
4: And you can't say Time Lord. Or Thal. Also cuz I picked
5: that one. Um, oh this is horrible. I might have to think of this one as we talk and then Shall come, we up come up back to it. Oh, I'm just trying to think if anyone really hot gets taken over. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, yeah, let, 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 let me ponder that one. My god. <laughs> I I am oh lord, yes. Okay. thanks. So believe- you. Yeah, I'll, I'll bear that in mind as we talk.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> Shall, shall I jump in with a question here, guys? Yeah, or please. please yeah, go just, for it. God, jump in with a question. No, well, obviously, the, the other incredibly exciting thing is that you are—you know—you've co-written an episode of Sarah Jane Adventures this year, and it's the finale episode. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. How lucky am I? Yeah, that I mean, that, that's
5: That's pretty amazing. That's in a few weeks, and and, and that's that's a real sort of <laughs> a, a bit of a strange thing for me to suddenly think. You know, my, my name will be on a uh, Sarah Jane Adventures on BBC One. Ooh, yeah, that's a bit of a mind thing. I can't really say on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the way this came about, really, I mean, it's sort of down to Russell and, and, and Russell's faith in me, and I, I'm very grateful. Um, the, when Gareth and I have written stuff together before, we did some big finishes, um, comic strip stuff and um, mm. some short stories, um, and Gareth was asked by Russell to write a comic relief short skit, for Sarah Jane Adventures and, and as I recall it was either Gareth or Russell or both of them together who said well oh, why don't you get Clayton involved so we wrote that together and then as they were planning um, the current season of Sarah Jane um, I think Russell did say well would you like to do one solo and one with Clayton and, and Gareth bless him said yeah that'd be lovely so um, I'm, I'm extremely thrilled and grateful and, and the fact we got the season finale is, is slightly unbelievable mm. I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon I really am
0: I think Gareth's work on certain on Sarah Jane Adventures has been amazing. I, um, whatever oh, it's quite good, isn't Sarah it? Yeah. Jane's yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, was <laughs> was as good. I mean, was you know right up there with some of the best dot two episodes. I think. Is mm-hmm. that the
4: one with the trickster?
0: With, he's done. He's done. Yes, he's, he's done all the trickster
4: ones so far. The, yeah. That that guy's well scary. Yeah,
5: Boy, he is With the weird he?
4: teeth, they're like yeah. a shark except for smaller. <laughs> 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 yes.
5: yes, we like that trickster. I'm sure we haven't seen the last of the trickster.
4: Really? Oh, he creeps me out. Sometimes I have visions of him standing oh, in the Edinburgh bed that. in the night, but it's I'm just Chris being, with a I'm towel on. To
5: with all of you young people, um, I was listening to the, um, the first episode of season three of the Viewcast, um, and you were all being, well, one of you was being a bit nice about Sarah Jane, and the rest of you were being a bit, eh, children. I was the one that was being nice about
1: it. I was the one that was saying we should review them all
5: wasn't I? Yeah. So I oh, do this, this is a verbal slap on the wrist for being mean about no,
4: the No, that was me. Adventures. I was the one who was being mean. But, but I have
0: to say, we watched true. one the other day and Laura got so scared. I we hid were, behind a cushion. We were watching The Infinity Trap and she could not stay in the room, so ha. Laura. <laughs>
5: Good. Then that's <laughs> That's all better. All is forgiven.
3: Hooray. I watched I watched both parts of the Death of the Doctor on Tuesday night, and I really enjoyed it. I
5: oh, it was yet. brilliant! How could you not
1: enjoy that? That was like, mm,
3: wasn't it great? Was a big feast of fanboyness. <sighs>
1: yeah, it was brilliant. Katie Manning just slipping straight back into. Wait, that role. wait!
4: I haven't seen it yet.
3: Oh, okay. that's not really a spoiler though. Everybody no. knows she's in it, I, so one it's... would expect her to be great as well.
4: I don't know who she is.
3: <laughs> oh, Laura, <laughs> you met her.
4: Was she the blonde one? Yes,
0: yeah. uh, she
4: was quite nice
0: yes. <laughs> It's so old um, Do you have anything to say about Regenerate While we're uh, on the uh, on the subject? Because uh, but, we dismissed uh, it In the last episode as fanboy Oh, oh you mean overblend. the
5: 507 mm, Oh, yeah. When we read the script we just laughed For good <laughs> But it was the funniest thing you could possibly have done Did In the most throwaway
1: There was huge negotiations behind the scene no, Between Russell T Davies and Stephen Moffat
5: no, it's just a joke. You know, it's, really, it's it, it's as you know, it's um, it's as admissible into Doctor Who canon, necessarily, as as is the thirteen lives. I mean, um, there was something Gareth mentioned to me at the same time. I think oh, I'm trying to remember which story it's in. It's something some late Tom Baker one. It might be Creature from the Pit or something, um, where he talks about a Time Lord having ninety lives.
2: Mm.
5: Just just as a throwaway joke, but you know, why why is that not? Cameron. That wasn't leapt upon by fans and torn to pieces. I just think that no one was ever going to come to the end of the 13th Doctor and go, Well, that's that then. <laughs> I think this is as good a way as just going, Yeah, everyone shut up. We're just yeah. going to carry on for as long as it's popular, which hopefully will be all eternity.
1: Well, somebody yeah. did the math on it, actually, and they said, Math? Ma- <laughs> yes, I was Someone like, did same the math on it, and um, <laughs> they, they, they worked <laughs> out that if each Doctor lasted sort of three point something years on average, then we've yeah. got another
5: 1400 <laughs> series, series to go. Yeah. Lord. It's it's one of the most um, depressing but wonderful things uh, ever said to me uh, about Doctor Who was um, Gary Gillett, who used to edit Doctor Who magazine before me, said what the success of Doctor Who now means. And, um, you know, this this is a thoughtful moment for you and your listeners is that there will be Doctor Who that we never see because we'll be dead. Mm-hmm. We're never going to see it all. Aww.
4: I'm, I'm going to get yes. synthetic organs, mate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna isn't it?
5: Three. I was just criticising the future people for not inventing time travel so we can watch the ones that we're going to miss.
4: <laughs> well, I was going to
1: say, maybe there's a time loop involved here. Maybe the creation of the Cybermen so people can live forever so they can watch Doctor Who. Maybe that was the reason.
5: Well, I can think of no better reason to strive for
0: immortality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess. Actually, we... I really can't think of a better reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, you know you've done Sarah Jane, you've earned your stripes, yeah. you've done a lot of great stuff. The next step, obviously, mm. would be to write an episode of the um, main series. I die. Well, I mean,
5: it would be a nice next step, but I'm not holding my breath for that. I mean, I'm surrounded by some of the most talented writers in the world, and and to try and put yourself up against them is is more than a bit daunting. And I, I think you know. I'm 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 loving what I'm doing, but I'm I'm a little bit sort of I don't want to say humbled because it sounds a bit can I say wanky on the Udcast? I don't know. Yes, um you can. I can say wanky. There you go, said it again. Um but yeah, it would be lovely, but I, I think that would be a new level of terror.
0: <laughs> <Literally the> stars! <laughs> but when we, we were talking just before we sort of probably started about this sort of continuum, of fan and you you're sort of a certain way along it uh you, you have people who you feel are further along it obviously the series writers course, and that sort of yeah. thing um we're obviously way back uh, but, <laughs> but the thing about doctor who is that it does seem like if you have that passion and you are really committed to it you know the the series producers now are people who were fans beforehand yeah you know I, it gives those of us who i guess you Know now we on the UCAS we write and we do songs and we're, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, very we're nice. trying to, um, we're trying to bottle that kind of enthusiasm and passion and magic that the series exerts not just in the program but just in the lives of the people who love yeah. it. Which oh, I, I think that's true, that. but
5: I, I think equally true is that I don't think it would be true of lots of other programs, I think. The reason that Doctor Who's come back and its fans are involved is because it attracts a certain quality of people. Even. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A sort of a certain degree of intelligence and creativity and that sort of thing. Um, and I think that's always been the case. And hopefully, like you say, with with the new generation of fans coming up, that that's also going to remain part of what Doctor Who is. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, I, I, yeah, it, it's, it's a particular sort of, takes a particular sort of person to like Doctor but Who. It certainly did when I was a kid. It, it, isn't that it kind a, of
3: just a, generally a, true in terms of the, I, I don't want to diminish your point in any way, because um, it's oh, no, true, can, I very, agree with yeah. you. It's, isn't it because of the kind of genre that it's in? Because, I mean, Coronation Street fans who are that passionate about Coronation Street are frankly scary and believe that the characters <laughs> are real, uh, but science fiction, no, I don't you, think there's any way. You're honestly
5: telling me that Doctor Who fans of a certain type aren't scary.
3: No, no, I'm not saying that at all. No. It's just that we may be scary, but we know it's not If I was going to be
5: stalked down a dark cobblestone alley by either a Coronation Street fan or a Doctor Who fan, I know oh, which I'd choose. I'd,
3: I'd go for the one in the Cyberman costume.
5: <laughs> or, or the one dressed as, as a hot pot. I think you know, <laughs> i feel safer with the hot pot.
4: So speaking about how um, Doctor Who fans are really intelligent, you never uh, actually answered my lowest common denominator question. <laughs>
5: Is there anyone who's just, like, painted a different colour? Axons. What? Oh, 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 Axon Man. Go on, then. Yeah, Axon Man. Axon, yes, in in that hideous yellow leotard. Yeah, Axon Man.
4: Mm. I can't believe
5: I've just said Axon Man. Lovely. I blame you for this, woman.
4: (laughs) I've got one um oh great now obviously <laughs> yeah you love it you love it um obviously you've done a lot of writing with Gareth and your flatmates and this and that what's the worst idea he's ever tossed out that you've had to shut down from him
5: oh that's hideous um he really he, I don't think he'd tell me the initial really bad ones I think he would fill it them um I mean we've Oh, it's t- oh! I can't say because you never know when these things might be used.
4: <laughs> yes, you do. Next <laughs> week <laughs> on Wednesday <laughs> evening. <laughs>
5: um, but I, I think you know we we certainly we, before we wrote the season finale, uh, which is going out in a couple of weeks for Sarah Jane. Um, we we were writing for ages, writing another story that just didn't work at all. Oh,
3: we went on, what through was it,
5: months of that, and I can't I can't tell you what it was. I in think case
4: somebody else recycles it
5: well to be honest yeah because it can sometimes be the case i think um uh, the sarah jane that's on next week um which gareth has written called the empty planet Mm -hmm. was originally um one of russell's ideas for one of the doctor who gap year specials and and he said that you know neither um russell himself or phil Ford could quite get it to work but they sort of gave the idea or gareth had come up the idea independently and so it worked in sarah jane so ideas that are bad for one thing can Sometimes come in handy for other. I mean, there are only a limited number of ideas. That's true. <laughs> and um, so sometimes it's better. It's better not to sort of uh, call them rubbish, just in case. In a couple of years' time, I'd be sort of hung, on and quartered because that's the you know the season opener for <laughs> Sarah Jane Adventures series nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got a question for you, Ace. We are. Why? For... <laughs> um, why am I the first sort of guest you've had on? Because I'm sure you could get almost anyone you wanted, really, if you just asked.
4: Uh, we did have a BBC chappy on, but he was somebody who'd um, caused a security uh, meltdown <laughs> by tweeting photos of David Tennant doing something from, that from he the webcam.
3: Was coming on our podcast, I think was his punishment, wasn't it?
4: <laughs>
5: Possibly. The BBC can be so cruel.
4: I like know. He was
1: terrible. also a mate of of Chris and Laura's. It has to be said. Oh, well, that spoils that one. <laughs> well,
0: the reason we picked you was because we. I mean, we we just we didn't think that we would get ever get anyone really. It wasn't um, so. I just was brave one day and saw a comment that, of yours that I found funny, and I realized you know you had a lot of stuff coming up. We just got the brilliant book. We we got a copy of it to review, and I just thought I would ask. And I didn't in a million 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 years think you'd say yes. And then when you did, we got really really excited very quickly about.
4: Who it. Who do you want to ask for us to come on our show next?
3: Oh, I don't know. Everyone's lovely. Or, or maybe um, we should we should ask you who you can get to come on out.
5: <laughs> How about the moth? You, well, you never know. You never know. He's a, he is almost entirely encased um, in his home at the moment. I mean, uh, when when Doctor Who's been, I mean, with Doctor and Sherlock at the same time. I mean, mm. for us to squeeze in a quick drink with the moth is is virtually impossible mm. at the moment. He is one of the hardest working men mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I don't, I don't think he'll have time. But you never know. If you, if you catch him between seasons, if there's ever such a thing again, then um, you never know.
4: <laughs> you see, we don't really want to run the risk that by being on our podcast, we get less who as a result.
5: <laughs> yeah, that yeah that's rubbish.
3: That's
5: exactly <laughs> it. Sometimes you... you phone him up or you need to ask him something and just go, I'm terribly sorry, please don't let this stop you writing the thing I'm
0: really looking forward to. <laughs> it's
4: like so, asking right. Superman to weed your herbaceous border. And then yes. well, that in the background, is the Titanic <laughs> and all
0: that. You did a really good job, Superman, but well, there's probably other things you could have been doing. Sort of. Yes, the... Yes.
5: Metropolis is now smoking ruins.
0: <laughs> but we have <laughs> a lovely shrubbery.
5: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Clayton, so what was it?
5: Uh, you were saying
1: earlier that Dr who you feel Dr who attracts a certain kind of viewer. Yeah. What is it you think that is so special about Dr who that is so unique about it that, uh. that really fired you up as a as a kid?
5: Um yeah that's wow that's difficult. Well I was I was lucky because I was the very 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 first generation of Doctor Who fans. Um that could watch old old shows because Mm. the videos just started to come Mm, out you know I was watching Colin and Sylvester but I could also you know watch John Hurtwee and and Tom Baker and uh, so I got a sort of good grounding in Doctor Who as a kid which is lovely and I don't think anyone before me was able to do that unless there happened to be a repeat on Um, so I think it was the sort of uh, the amazing variety of stuff you could see on Doctor Who that sort of appealed to me I mean I loved what I was watching on the telly at the time I loved Colin and I loved Sylvester as a kid but then suddenly i could watch the robots of death or i could watch day of the daleks and it was it was all so different and so weird and it's not like anything else and also it's funny
2: mm-hmm.
5: and and you know that i think that that's what sort of puts it in a, in a funny place with some you know more serious sci-fi fans is that doctor who is just so funny La- I me mean, laugh out loud funny and and should be
1: mm-hmm.
5: um and and you know it, it, it just sort of the pomposity of some other, you know, really gritty, spacey sci-fi. I'd much rather have Doctor Who wearing a fez and running back. (laughs) It's just, I think, you know, when you're a little kid, I mean, you know, your son who's five years old. One of the funniest things when you're that age is grown-ups being silly or not not being the way you think grown-ups should be and falling over and banging their head or, you know what I mean, things going wrong. And and Doctor Who, you know, is so appealing to kids in a way that sort of Captain Kirk isn't really... Mm.
0: And it can turn can it? uh, within the space of a quarter paragraph. It can turn from absolute terror to
3: that. Yeah, that's one of the things I was when I when I heard this theory, I was sort of kind of I spent about an hour and a half thinking about it when I probably should have been working because it was it just kind of captured my imagination. I read somewhere that um, the, the theory goes that the new every episode of the new series of who is like City of Death. Because right, it is. It's very fast and it's frightening, funny, frightening, funny, frightening, funny, all the way to the end. Do you I think? think that's... Yeah,
5: I guess that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, I think it's the new Doctor Who has, has hit a particular. I mean, the, the tone has changed. Yeah, you know, I think even through through Russell's time, the tone. Uh, I think you know, you've got that first series, which is very much trying to set out the store for people who maybe don't know what Doctor Who is, and then as soon as it's got its confidence, it goes right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, and yeah, it is yeah, yeah, frightening and funny. Yeah, there's not a lot of things that do that, and, and and things that have tried, things like um, Stephen Moffat's Sherlock recently have been like a huge success. Yes. But then I see things. You know, I don't want to slag other programs off for not being as good as Dog Who because you know what what can be. Um. <laughs> but when I see Gareth and I sat down to watch the first episode of the latest series of Merlin, and and it was it was like, you know, just just disemboweling myself with a knitting needle. It was just painful.
0: I've always said that if you, to to truly grasp how good Buffy was, you have yeah. to see charmed and realise like <laughs> yeah. how, with the same ingredients, how, you know, different, it, how wonderful that show was as well. And I know well, it also
5: shows how difficult it is to get it right. And and you know, Dr. Who's writers and producers and everyone, it's not easy to do that. You can't just, you know, slap it out. I think, primeval robin hood merlin have all shown that you can't just do it you know with a snap I, of a finger i guess you, the, you have to really work hard and be talented
3: the difference is exactly what you were saying as well doctor who is funny merlin takes itself very seriously and yeah. the same i guess is with buffy and charmed buffy is quite funny and very charmed funny. isn't and it works <laughs> with the others too so yeah
5: there you go it just shows that doctor who is best yeah that's the moral of this episode Doctor Who is best
4: I think Doctor Who is best in quite a lot of things but something that does worry me a little bit is I don't see a lot of female writers on the show why do you think that is
5: that's a very very good point um and it's I I don't think I have an answer really I don't know
4: do you think it's just a question of women and writing in particular or is it something about sci-fi and the kind of it's interesting. It's I'd, 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 I'd love to know literature.
5: what the answer is. I'm sure it isn't for lack of trying. I'm sure it isn't for lack of invitation to, you know, popular female writers from other shows. I'm sure people have been invited to, you know, submit scripts and come in for meetings. But I don't know. Um, Chicks, dig time lords, I've heard. So. Yes. I mean, have we... I'm, God, terrible, isn't it? I'm trying to rack my brain. So have we had a story written by... Helen yeah, yeah Helen, of course. Too. But then Helen had come from... Within anywhere, hadn't she? You? Because she was script editor. Mm. But no one's come from outside. So, yeah, that is odd.
3: Maybe this is your way in. A, a wig with a wig. Is that what you're saying?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Lovely. <laughs> I do look good in a wig, as anyone who's seen my Mask of Mandragora* DVD extra will. Oh, yes. <laughs> That was,
0: was very funny. I was going to have... Yeah, I guess that was one of my other points. You have done a kind of a, a very varied, as you say, you've done design stuff written things dvd extras short stories it's jack of Um, all trades really that's what i always think but what what are you you most proud of what is the thing out of all the things you've done that is like okay this is this is me this is my voice as a writer
5: wow oh my word um well i mean uh, well I, i guess i guess the sarah jane i mean i mean that's you know it's my first proper tv work and that's that's a big deal i'm very very proud of the brilliant book um, I think if we do another one next year it's gonna be even better because I know what I'm doing now.
0: The brillianter book. The, the brilliant <laughs> even
5: brillianter book of Dark True. Um but I suppose, you know, in, in terms of everything, in terms of, of what it did for me, what it, the, the access it allowed me and you know the people it got me to meet is is being on Doctor Who magazine. I mean I'll never have a job better than that. Um and you know, I was there at just the right time. I you know, bit of wilderness years and then bit of, you know, the new series and all the excitement of that. I mean, that's something that will stove me forever. So I'm, I'm probably proudest of, of that. But, um, but ask me again in a few years why not, when I bought a really good wig and, <laughs> and some good fake eyelashes and, and wheedled my way up to moth.
0: Well, the campaign for you as a Doctor Who Writer starts here. We'll
4: Thank you very much. It might be him. a very, very small campaign.
3: We, we have Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> we have tens of listeners, uh-huh. Clayton. <laughs>
4: Anyhow, uh, Clayton, thank you so, so much for coming on our show well, and speaking to us. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, I know. You, you've been a lovely, lovely guest. You didn't mess <laughs> on the horrible, carpet A horrible, horrible questioner
5: you have, Mrs. Lady. whatty body You've been a horrid questioner with your evil...
4: Evil questions. Evil questions. I know, I know. But the others <laughs> make up for me, don't they?
5: They do. They do. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you for
0: my theme tune as
5: well.
4: Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I do hope you liked it.
0: Well, that was pretty amazing yeah I'm,
3: I'm still awestruck
4: We're in the presence or rather we're no longer in the presence of uh, man r- man <laughs> oh sorry, you guys you, on man. Y- you guys are all men,
0: I think we can say greatness he's done yeah. a lot of amazing yeah. stuff, yeah he has yeah
4: yeah, even if he didn't like my questions Ooh, i i was I was going gently on him, I thought
0: <laughs> poor man though, having to answer for an entire production team. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I know. But what do you expect when you come to the ouge home of vituperation, bile and massive dissection? And I think that sort of sentiment, knowing that some fans are going to react negatively no matter mm. what you do, because it's not exactly the same as it was 30 or 40 years ago, is something that I think Clayton alluded to being a bit annoyed by. Obviously, the moth has been struggling with and has just decided to bypass it by completely ignoring them but here's my take on people like that
2: It's a little bit funny How they criticise I'm not one of those who likes to derive When I've got the time As I sometimes do I'd rather write songs than Dis Doctor Who If I was an actor Perhaps Catherine Tate Whose very appearance makes the Boys, I rate. I'd put them on camera, see the best they could do. This show is a gift, don't it? Doctor Who, and you can tell all. Show them how it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I think Muppet says So stop posting hate mail On guys Gat- to the forums wage through the draws well a few of these theories well they got me quite cross but the critics been kind and one thing's still true now is a golden age to love doctor who Saying, but it's plain to see we've come such a very long way since J and Anyway, the thing is I really must impress. Do you want to go back to Doctor in Distress? you can tell all the writers they
4: Everybody, I hope you enjoyed listening to us prattle on at some other dude for ages and ages. Um we'll be back next fortnight with more of our hilarious japery and we hope that you can join us then. Don't forget we are updating our Twitter feed. You can find us at the Oodcast
0: That's right, you can at find the us the
4: Oodcast. And um if you like us, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes.
0: And you can also follow Laura at the Oodlaws.
4: <laughs> yes. Follow me. I'm like the Pied Piper, only a lady.
0: The Pied Piperus. Res.
3: That's you. right. You could also follow us at the website, oodcast dot com.
0: Where there is a plethora of exciting delights. There's the Oodcast Guide, which Alpha writes, which is happens once a week. or well, maybe there's a couple of entries a week now. Yeah. And uh, that's about various <laughs> monsters and stuff. And there's also now a webcomic called The Doon. See what we did there? Yes. You can also find us on facebook.com forward slash The Oodcast,
1: where we've got lots of lovely people who like us. And we'd like you to like us too, please.
4: Yes, everyone love us. Okay, that's all for now. Uh, so, um, bye.